Hey guys, Spencer here from Tortuga Marketing. I think you guys are really going to like today's episode. Today we're going to touch on vanity metrics versus revenue metrics and how you can use these to measure the effectiveness of your content marketing campaigns. Hope you guys enjoy. Stay tuned. everyone and welcome back to the shell this is season two i want to take a moment to thank you all so much for staying with us for season one and i want to you know basically give a special shout out to all of you guys that are listening right now it is much appreciated from the team here at tortuga marketing again you're listening to the shell this is a safe haven from the rest of the world where marketing savants marketing savants i always get that word messed up can get together and discuss the latest trends, marketing tactics, and share tips and tricks of the trade. I'm your host, Spencer Ryan. I'm the creative director here at Tortuga Marketing, and I'm joined by our co-host, Luis Suarez, CEO of Tortuga Marketing and professional ninja turtle. It is so weird to to call you the co-host, but you're the boss. That's not weird. It's weird to me. I don't know. I don't know why it's like... I'm the I'm the runner of this show, but you're the runner of this ship. <laughs> <laughs> different ships, different ships, different captains. You know how it is. <laughs> Absolutely, man. How's your morning going, Lewis? It's been going good. Um, not gonna lie, I was a little bit thrown off um this morning because I overslept a little bit. Not 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 too bad, but um, but but a little bit. I've got to get in the. I've got to get out of the habit of. Uh, you know, waking up early, getting what I need done, and then thinking I can sneak a nap in. I don't know if anybody else does that or if that's relatable at all, but I've got to, I got to stop doing that. <laughs> they, uh, what is the saying? Sleep when you can. Sleep like when that? you can, not when you need it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a lot of like successful people say that. I don't know, man. I, I, I'm that kind of guy that if I don't get my sleep, I'm not going to have a good day. And yeah. I just try to time it right at night. That's smart. That's smart. Actually, as we're talking about sleep, I'm looking around and I don't have my coffee with me. <laughs> oh, no. We'll get the we'll power through. Huh? Okay. I was going to say, do you yeah, want to we'll, grab it? We'll power through. It's okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. What well, about your again. morning? Uh, my morning has been interesting. I, I feel like I'm in a fog. I don't know. But I feel... It gets to rain. So if you're listening, we've had rain for like I want to say the last couple of days and the weather looks like it's going to rain for the next week at least. So it's, yeah, it's, it's dark, it's, good. it's wet. That could Absolutely. be it. But I do have my coffee. This is the first coffee of the day. So I, I feel it pumping through my veins. I can tell that my, my blood is turning brown. So it's, it's working. It's happening. But good. I'm, good. I'm, I'm getting there. I'm excited, man. This is season two, season one is drastically different uh, than what this season is going to be. I think for everyone listening, you know, season one was full of a lot of guests. There was a lot of uh, specific topics that we went over and we're going to do the same exact thing for this season, but we wanted to make it more, a little informal. You know, we wanted to let you guys hear a little bit more about us as a company, get to know us. We do still want to have guests, but it's going to be one of those things that, you know, we bring on. Uh, but for now, I'm I'm the host and Lewis is going to be the co-host and I'm super excited for everything that we get to share with you guys. I do want to say that if you guys have anything that you love to ask us, you'd love us to cover on the show, please reach out to us over social media. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram as Tortuga Marketing, or you can send us an email or visit our website at 
tortuga-marketing.com. I'm, I'm stoked. I think this season is going to be too. fun. Me too. I'm really excited. And you know, we got, we got a ton of feedback from followers, from fans, from, from customers. When we did our daily shell, when we did the vlog, you know, right before yeah. COVID happened, uh, pre-pandemic days. Um, I feel like that's, what, that's how we're going to refer to everything as pre, pre and post-pandemic. But just before the pandemic, we had this, this vlog going on and everybody loved it. I, me and Spencer were both, I think more so me, uh, a little bit skeptical because, you know, sometimes working isn't exciting. Sometimes working is putting your head down and getting it done on the computer. And, you know, it's not necessarily something you can showcase, so to speak. Um, so we were showcasing a lot of the in-between stuff, you know, a lot of the stuff that's happening and just giving you guys updates and people loved it. You guys, you guys, the listeners loved it. And so once, uh, once all the pandemic stuff started happening, we stopped coming to the office. Um, everybody was working remote, which made, you know, a vlog like that pretty, pretty impossible to do. Um, and so this is, you know, this is the inside look to what's going on. Yeah, I. I wonder if we're going to like, cause 2020 has been such a rough start. I wonder if they're going to like start over now. You know how we have like 1818 BCE and like BC. I wonder if it's going to be like pre pandemic, like 2019 PP, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. I've seen a couple of memes where people say, um, you know, this was a good trial run. This was a good six months. Um, you know, let's just take it into the next six months and let's just do it again next year. We'll just start over and try it again. 2020 starts again next year. I love it. Oh, well, man. I think, you know, mentioning the vlog, the vlog was difficult uh, right around the time that the pandemic started. And there was a lot of ambition for that. But to your point, I mean, it, it was hard to talk about everything that was happening behind the scenes, but people loved it. And I think that, you know, being able to share that with our audience and being able to let people see that it's not all, you know, fun and games sometimes a lot of times there are learning lessons that we have to deal with. And uh, I think we're, we're all taking it step by step, you know, figuring out life one step at a time and, and being able to document that was, was a fun process. Um, it was, it was very, fun. it just, <laughs> it was just, it was, uh, you know, COVID came around and had a different idea for us. So. Absolutely. You know, I was, uh, I was a little bit surprised that one of my biggest concerns, I think going into the vlog was the fact that, we had to publicly talk a lot about some of the stuff that we sometimes did wrong, you know, because there was a couple episodes where we discussed like, Hey, we're dealing with this problem. Hey, we're struggling with this. And, you know, as part of the leadership team, I was concerned a little bit, you know, what, how, what would people think? And, but it, you know, as, as Gary V says, you know, you have to put the truth out there and you have to, you have to be real with people. And it was, it was exact. Everybody took it very, very well. And they're like, wow, they're just like everybody else. You, yeah, you it's hard to be vulnerable. To. Yeah, it, it's hard to be vulnerable. But I mean, personally, I feel like people who are who are upfront and honest with, you know, situations and upfront and honest with me are people that I want to be around more. And I think mm -hmm. that that can, uh, that can be a message for a lot of people out there who are struggling to put content out because they want their, their company to look perfect. And right. the reality is no company is perfect. And, I, you know, I'm not if personally when I'm working with someone, when we're working with our partners, I'm not expecting you to be perfect as long as you don't expect us to be perfect. And so if we can get that out, you know, in the beginning, 
it, it makes for a much better relationship as partners anyways. So, you know, for people that are struggling to put that stuff out, don't, don't let it get to you. I mean, nobody expects you to be a perfect agency. Sure. You got to run a good ship. Like you can't just be a, a, a bad company or agency or, or whatever you are, but I mean, we're not expecting perfection. At least I'm not, I don't know about you, but when I'm working with people, I'm not expecting them to be, to be all Correct. Is green. So that's right. You're spot on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, interestingly, because we did that um, vlog, I was hoping to see some type of spike in business, but COVID came around and was like, you know, not going to happen because I I really, I think one of our vlogs talked about how you wanted people to know who you were, right? You, you mentioned that I believe in a car ride in that vlog. And you said, "I, I think putting a vlog out is great because I personally want to get to know the people that I'm working with. I want to know who you are. And, you know, you wanted that to happen. And uh, unfortunately, we didn't, we didn't we, get to do it for long. And no, I know. It I was, think it was very short-lived. But I think it'll come back, right? I think it'll come back. Maybe we'll do it again. <laughs> probably. I mean, I could definitely see it. And it would probably be more fun next time. Uh, we'll probably have a lot more going on. And, uh, and a lot more excitement, but it, there's a good point behind this. And I think that one thing that we were hoping to see was growth based on the amount of content that we were putting out, based on the vlog, based on being transparent with people. And a lot of people are struggling. We've actually talked about this last week on social media. A lot of people are struggling to figure out how putting out content especially something like a vlog or an Instagram story or just talking about what's going on in your company. People are struggling to figure out how content can improve their business. You know, when people are, are contemplating a content marketing campaign, one of the common questions that we get with our partners is, well, how does this affect my business? How does making these videos, how does, you know, you want me to do like, for example, if we have a, if we're working with a company that makes, you know, is carpentry, they make furniture or something. And it's like, well, you want me to put out YouTube videos. How does that help my business? That's a common question that we get. But we talked about this last week, being able to shift from like vanity metrics, because I do believe that content marketing kind of uh, temporarily spiked some interest in vanity metrics. And a lot of people have took advantage of that. A lot of companies were like, we can get you thousands of followers and we can get you thousands of likes. And that had a very profound effect on the business as a whole. And at the end, people were like, well, thousands of followers didn't do anything for me because they don't engage, you know? So we absolutely go go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say that's, that's spot on. Um, Oftentimes when we're having our discovery calls with prospects and customers, one of the first things they bring up is that, you know, how they've worked with other, you know, social media content marketing agencies that help them, you know, do X, Y, and Z, and they blew up their account. And now they have a ton of followers. And it was like a one and done thing. And now, sure, they went from 500 followers to 1000 or 10,000, but it literally did nothing for the business. And, and they, there's a common misconception that that is what content marketing is, but it's not. Yeah, absolutely. So content marketing, we talked about this last week, but content marketing 
when you when you start out with a campaign, you got to define your goals. What are your objectives? What are you trying to accomplish with these campaigns? You know, if you're in business to make money and you know that you want to see 10% growth in revenue over six months, we as an as a content marketing agency can tie that metric, the revenue metric to the goals of the campaign. So not only does that help us from the beginning, it helps us understand what type of content to create, how to target people, what what part of the buyer's journey to focus on. But in addition, it helps us see whether or not the campaign's working. And it helps you see that as a business owner. And I think that's that's huge because so many people don't think about, you know, the revenue metrics, the growth metrics, figuring out like, is your business actually growing or are you just growing a presence or are you growing an audience? Like not, no one thing is wrong, right? It doesn't mean that gaining thousands of followers is a bad thing if those thousands of followers convert into your customers. Absolutely. You're, you're a hundred percent right. Uh, I like that you mentioned that, you know, it's not always the same because I think different people have different problems, right? Like, you know, it's like going to a mechanic because you hear noise in the car you know, it could be a, it could be a bunch of different things and you have to diagnose it first. Uh, I think, you know, I think that's a hundred percent spot on too. That's a fantastic example. I mean, a mechanic might gain thousands of followers on YouTube by doing tutorials, but it may not help his business at all. Yeah. And yeah. So- a lot of people forget to ask for it too. <laughs> and that's what you're, you know, I think that's what you were trying to get at too, with the, uh, the whole buyer's journey and, and, and having content at every stage. Um, because content marketing isn't, you know, it is, it is about putting content out there and educating people, but you also have to know, you know, what stage of the buyer's journey you're creating content for, what the next step is, what you want people to do. And a lot of people forget to ask, to ask, to ask for the close, which is one of the, one of the important parts. <laughs> yeah. They're us- we usually typically see either people asking for the close too much or mm-hmm. they're, they're not asking at all. And right. you have to hit all <laughs> It's like there's there's no happy medium sometimes. And so that's what we do when we set out to create content marketing campaigns for our partners. We, you know, lay out all stages of the buyer's journey, figure out how to, uh, you know, uh, attract people who have no idea who you are and educate them and and continue to nurture that relationship and bring them all the way down to the bottom of the journey and turn them into loyal customers. And that's that's what it's about, because you know, focusing too much on vanity metrics or focusing too much on revenue can be a bad thing. So you want to be able to have those actionable goals for your campaign so that people can understand like, hey, if, you know, I do X, Y, and Z, I should see this result. That's what we're trying to accomplish. And then you can look back on that and say, okay, well, we got 75% of the way there fantastic. That's progress. Let's modify our campaign and figure out how to get that extra 25%. Bingo. And, you know, people should probably probably be doing this for everything they do, not, not just a content marketing campaign, right? I mean, if you start any sort of venture or project without goals in mind, um, you know, you're essentially setting yourself up for failure. You need to know what you want to get out of it before starting. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that I, now that I think about it, I mean, what, what is that famous phrase where they're like, uh, not planning to plan is what not Failing to plan is planning, planning to fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the one. Oh, I was way off. Um, <laughs> no, nah, you're close. You're close. Close enough to where I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> so but that, that you, is spot on. 
Do, do you have any advice for, I come across this every now and then, but do you have any advice for people that just simply don't know what their goals are? Like, um, you know, I've spoken to a couple of marketers, a couple of business owners. And, and when, when we get at, when we ask them just a couple of high level questions, like, why would you be doing this? Or, uh, you know, you, you mentioned a perfect example. It wasn't a lumber thing, but, um, uh, you know, I'm not going to name any names, but let's say, you know, like a leather upholstery type place uh, reaches out and want to build a YouTube channel and they want to, you know, build a whole kind of audience around what they do. But when we got to the why, it was, you know, it was a little bit, um, I want to say like murky, Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I could tell they really just wanted to be like, well, I just want money. Like, obviously we want to grow the business. That's actually, yeah, uh, well, it depends. I mean, some people do just want money. Maybe you don't have some (laughs) driven purpose, you know, maybe you don't care about the leather. You just know that you're really good at making leather and you want to make money. And that's okay, but that's that's a metric that we can focus on too. You know, being able to understand, uh, you know, what your end goal is, is going to help us long term as, you know, your partners. Because there are people out there who just are, their passion lies in their hobbies, not their work. Yeah, and, that's true. And if you started a business and you know you're really good at this business and you know that you can make money with this business and your goal is to make money, then that's, that's what we look at. That's your why. Your why is to make money. Um, that's not always the case. Sometimes people are passionate. Sometimes we can dig deeper and understand why. They want to make a change. They want to work with you know, diverse communities. They want to be able to give a product that's all natural instead of you know, forcing chemicals down people's throats. Sometimes there is a why. And sometimes that why is money. <laughs> and that's okay too. But it helps to know that so that we can figure out what types of goals we need to set. You know, if your goal is to make $100,000 a year, uh, every year exponentially, then we can create a content marketing campaign to figure out how to make that $100,000 a year. That makes sense. That's a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. And, and if you don't have it, I think a lot of people cripple themselves by not having it figured out and that's okay. You know, sometimes we don't even have it figured out and it's just part of your journey as a human being. I think, you know, understanding that why is it takes time. It's deep. Yeah. Yeah. You could start by just picking a goal and run with it. And then you'll find that as you you're running and, and aiming for that one goal, you might learn, you know what, I kind of want to do this thing over here, or I want to do that, or I want to venture off into this little beaten path. But you won't come, you won't figure those things out unless you start. So you, even if you're not a hundred percent sure, I think you're right. You just got to pick a goal, run with it, and then figure it out as you go along. Absolutely. What happens to the people who haven't even like worked for a nonprofit until they were 45 and then they realize that that's all they love to do. Yeah. You know, does that, in, does that invalidate 18 to 45? Absolutely not. It was part right. of your journey as a human being. I, I know people whose They're parents marinating. don't have it. Figured out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Very, so, very true. It's it's really just down to like, what is your immediate goal? We we will do our best to break down what your ultimate why is. But if it's not there and we just realize, oh, you just want money, that's okay. We can work with that too. That's kind of what we specialize in, making people money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is such a, it's such an interesting topic. And I think we could elaborate on it for a really long time um, because there's so many misconceptions around content marketing and in a nutshell, when people hear content marketing and they hear the concept of inbound, 
they're all about it. You know, who wouldn't want their phone to be ringing instead of them having to reach out to people, put ads in front of them? Like, duh, it makes sense. Let's do it. But once you get started and you realize, you know, not only does it take a while, but also like you have to have the goal in mind. You have to have all those things in order. Like a lot of people do get overwhelmed. I start to wonder like, okay, well, how, you know, is this the right move? Or, you know, what else I see too is even when things are going really well, let's say if you start a content marketing campaign, I've seen this happen way too many times. Uh, Customers will start a content marketing campaign. They won't necessarily pick a good goal. They just, you know, they just get started, which is okay. Um, But then they forget about the goal as they go along and they're building this audience, they're building this momentum, they're seeing sales revenue. And then, you know, six, six months to a year from they're like, wow, business is booming. Uh, but there's no direct correlation to my content marketing efforts. So I'm just going to stop that. And then in a couple of months, they see the effects and everything just taints. Right. Um, I see, I see that happen quite often. Um, so it's important to figure out what, what you're going to measure, you know? Absolutely. Content marketing is one of those things that you have to have the goal to be able to measure the results because it's too easy. Like for example, not to get too deep, but if you run traffic to a blog, and that traffic, you're not really doing anything with it except for remarketing to it. It's kind of hard to see, like, how did that traffic, like, first, the first question going through the business owner's mind is, okay, I got a lot of traffic. Great. What does that mean? I, I, I don't know what that means. Like, you're in stage one, you're building an audience, and mm-hmm. your revenue hasn't gone up, and you're trying to figure out, like, why is this even beneficial? I'm not seeing money yet. Then you retarget that traffic. Then you eventually convert that traffic into a follower. You continue educating them and they become a customer. Six months later, you see a 20% spike in revenue. And you started your efforts six months ago. And you're like, well, mm, this is just too ironic. I don't think it was the content marketing. And so being able to have that. What I see all the time too with local businesses is that they'll, they'll say, well, I kind of already knew that person. Like I met them at an event, uh, you know, several months right. ago. I'm sure they just reached out because they remembered me, but that's no. not the case. No, they, 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 yeah, sure. You met them and that just reinforced their belief that you're a real person, but the content that you put out there and the, the, the topics that you're discussing, that's what gets people to the next step and then to the next absolutely. step. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't help but wonder, like some people might do really good, like honestly surveying their customers. Because I don't think a lot of people do that. And that might be a great way to figure out, you know, how did you learn about me? Why did you buy from me? Like, oh, because nine, a lot of times we, we speak to people at Tortuga. Like, I saw your video. I love what you're doing. This is so great. That kind of feedback is super valuable. You may have met them at a networking event, but they saw your video multiple times they saw your continuous content they want to work with you because they know who you are they they know that you're an authority figure in your space like that stuff is super valuable and a lot of people leave that on the table yeah yeah that's it and i think it's just because they fail to understand that sometimes the correlation is indirect and that's okay as long as there's still a correlation like you know producing content leads to this many website visitors which if I maintain a conversion rate of, I don't know, 10%, I should see this much revenue. You're not necessarily always going to see a direct like, hey, this person that called, called from this video, um, because it just, you know, it doesn't always work that way. Content marketing is about staying top of mind, providing value, and they'll reach out when they're good and ready. That's where people get lost, I think. 
Yeah. And being able to understand that buyer's journey is going to be hugely beneficial. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't have one, definitely highly right. There's so many tools out there too, where you can make one for free. You can follow it step-by-step, step, but, but you should, you should definitely have a buyer's journey. I'd even recommend if it's new and you still, it's something you got to pitch to the team, uh, make one, print it out and keep it somewhere where everybody can see it, you know, so they become familiar with the different, the different stages you know, this plays a role in your social media marketing efforts, your ads, your content, even your sales process. Absolutely. Yeah. Being able to have those goals, I think ahead of time is going to help a lot of people understand more about their content and, and how it affects their audience. And ultimately, like I said, if you can't see the correlation, having that goal top of mind, like you said, is going to be the key, you know, understanding Absolutely. like, I want 20% increase in, you know, revenue. Zoom just tried to offer me. Uh, I saw. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got the <laughs> notification too. They always do that. Once you reach 45 minutes um, lately, I think they've been offering people the free extension. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. But yeah, back, back to the point. So, you know, if you know your goal is like 20% increase in revenue, and you keep that top of mind throughout your content marketing campaign and you see that 20% increase in revenue, it's, inex- it's inexplicably tied to that campaign, you know, and, and a lot of people miss that mark. And I think people listening, if, if you can start there, if you can shift 5% of your marketing efforts to content and have a goal, you know, try it and see what happens. Survey your customers. See if people are listening to your content. See if people are watching. Look at your analytics. I think you'll be a little bit surprised. Well said, Spencer. Well said. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's really all we had for today. I, I appreciate you talking with me, Lewis. This has been fun. I hope everyone is enjoying season two, episode one. And if you guys have any feedback, as always, feel free to shoot us a message, shoot us an email. Make sure you follow us on social media at Tortuga Marketing on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all the likes. We don't really, we haven't been using Twitter that much. I'm a little uh, embarrassed to say it, but we haven't been using Twitter that much. I think, well, I don't I think like we Twitter. just, I don't know why. It's just me. Twitter is, Twitter is I know. popping. I know it's, it's so powerful, but no me gusta. <laughs> if you guys do Twitter and you want a job, hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> For real. But thanks so much, guys. Please feel free to share this with your friends. Don't forget to leave us a review. It really helps. It really, really helps. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to the show.